Test, test. Ah, here we go. Finally, everything works just the way it should. Ah, beautiful. How are you guys? I hope everybody is doing well. I hope the sun is shining for you because as of now, it is not shining for me in my area here in good old Bavaria, in the woods. It's kind of damp. It's foggy. It's cold and wet. It's bullshit. It's autumn at its best. And I love autumn because it's my favorite time of the year. It reminds me of the changing the changing color of the leaves. Uh, the forests have their own charm, of course. Um, well, the temperature is one thing that I mostly dislike. If it's not too cold, it's kind of enjoyable when you go outside with a bicycle or just, you know, for a hike. Uh, enjoying nature at its best. But right now, I don't know, it's just too wet. Too wet for me. I need to replace the brakes on my bicycle. That's one of the things I need to take care of for the next few days. I have to make a few repairs on my car because I scratched it. Oh, yeah. Lucky me. My wine is running low. I need more bottles of that. That's for sure. And my studies are going well as far as I can, I can, I can tell. Uh, no bad grades, really. Everything I touched and worked upon is uh, quite positive. I'm getting lots of positive feedback. So that makes me happy. Um, my day job is still surprisingly fun. <laughs> I've met some interesting new people. Uh, it, it doesn't get boring as of now, and I hope it's going to stay that way for a long time, at least as long as I need the job, anyway. And in the meantime, I've been also drawing a bit more on my Jason Voorhees comic. Um, it's still too early to show anything subs uh, substantial. I am trying to flesh out Larry King, as he is probably the first character you'll, you're going to see in the first few pages, where he's talking about the the infamous death of Jason Voorhees, a death that has not occurred, of course, but it's a part of the storyline. Because Jason cannot die, of course. Why he cannot die? That's something I'd like to explain. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm drinking wine in the background. It's my last bottle. You know, have mercy with me, okay? Show me some f fucking sympathy. Now, the reason why I wanted to record something today is not because of the comics or anything else I'm, I'm working on right now. I just, I need more time to actually um, get something, get something completed, or at least so, so far done that it's reasonable for me to actually show it and not rework it, which I often do these days because I don't have enough time to work on this shit. I wish I had, but I have to make a living somehow, so, you know... Logistics is still the number one job here. Um, I recently bought a new t-shirt that is available from uh, the Real World Records, a label that belongs to Peter Gabriel. And I think I've mentioned it once in, at least once, in my podcast. I am a huge, huge fan of Peter Gabriel, and I'd like to talk about his music too. One fine day, probably uh, maybe in my vacation, which is coming up shortly. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of vacation. <laughs> um, I've seen the man four times live. 
an amazing performer, an amazing artist. And they have introduced new uh, variations of t-shirts only based on one image, the cover photograph with a melted face from his third album. If you're interested in purchasing a t-shirt, now is the time. If you don't want to because Gabriel is not really your thing or you might be too young to know who Peter Gabriel actually is, then skip that. <laughs> we'll talk about that stuff some other time. No, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I wanted to talk about is something that I'm holding in my hand here, which is my phone. And um, it is a Unihertz phone. The company is mostly unknown. It's a Kickstarter-based company or a product that has been Kickstarted, financed that way. Um, it's, it's a phone with a keyboard because I'm a keyboard junkie. I love these phones. And um, it's the Titan, the Unihertz Titan. I, I, actually, I'm not really familiar when that phone came out. I think it was 2018. 2018 or 2019 when I got it. I got it at a time when I broke up with my last girlfriend. And um, it's been my daily driver ever since. The Titan is a quite well-built phone. Um, and the reason for this podcast is because I'm waiting for the Titan Pocket. The, the sequel, if you will, to the movie Titan. <laughs> and... Um, it's it's a smaller version. the 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 Unarts Titan was actually based is actually a ripoff of the BlackBerry Passport that was done in. Well, let me see. Let me see. I have a website open here in the background. Everything about the BlackBerry phones, because oh yeah, I, I love BlackBerry. I I I love the phones. I fucking hate the company. The company they're just run by pricks, with the exception of John Chen, I suppose, because this guy's cool. Um, September 2014 was the, the release of BlackBerry Passport, and I had the Passport in white, and I loved that phone. I had it so many, so many years. I sold it sometime in 20, I think 2018 it was, so I kept it for four years. That's a long time for a phone user, especially these days, and the topic is for today anyway. Why keyboard phones? Does anybody actually still care about this shit? Why not jump to a full-fledged slab glass fucking device like every other asshole out there, right? What's the point? Why use keys? Why not jump ship? Why not accept your fate and get rid of the fucking keyboard? Ah, well, yeah. That's a good question. I've been thinking about this. I have used slab glass phones before. I've used a Samsung phone. I have tried out an iPhone, which belongs to my dad. I'm not sure if he still owns it, but I think it was the iPhone 9. Um, I don't like iOS. I absolutely do not like the iOS system. I like the Mac OS. I like what the operating system gives you here on this uh, interesting device that I'm using. I'm, like I said, I'm a brand new user of any Apple product for real. And I've chosen the MacBook Air with the M1 chip. 
and I'm still enjoying the shit out of it. I'm doing all of my my audio recordings, my podcast stuff on on this device instead of my computer because Windows has been fucking around with my microphone settings and I can't get it back to normal again. So uh, I thought, yeah, fuck that. Now that I have the Mac MacBook, you know, I just I want to do something for real here. Next achievement for me, or at least something I'd like to purchase for the MacBook, is Affinity, a um, photo editing program that is supposedly on par with Photoshop because I'd like to try out something different. I don't want to stick to Photoshop because in the long run, it's getting too expensive, okay? And Affinity is like once purchase. As far as I understood, you, you buy one package, you get the whole program for the rest of your life. That's exactly what I'm looking for. And at least for me as an illustrator, I don't think that I need to rely on Photoshop that much. At least not with their current model, but that's a different story. Anyway, um, so being a surprise user of the Mac universe and giving Mac a chance, I was thinking recently, should I buy an iPhone? Should I really jump to iOS and give Android the middle finger, and yet alone middle finger to BlackBerry? Well, the answer is not yet. I looked at older models. I was willing to pay 200 bucks to get myself an iPhone and just try that. But the older models don't really have that good of a, of a, of a battery life. And I hate it when I need to charge my phone. And I, I hated it enough with all devices I had with the exception of some older Nokia phones. But that's because Nokia back then wasn't as sophisticated as these smartphones are now today with all the processing power needed, the software the, the apps, the animations, the everything. Everything that concerns anything in, in, in regards to power consumption, processing capabilities, and all that. And the camera works, of course. The camera has, has become quite awesome these days with amazing chips running it. Um, yeah, it, it needs... An, it, these phones need juice, obviously. I mean, we have great ARM processors, but that doesn't mean they can run forever. You, you still need phones with like uh, 5,000 milliamp batteries, which, which end up becoming quite heavy. So it's not for everyone to, to, uh, to enjoy. So I thought to myself, but if I am completely fed up with the keyboards as I am now, well, not with the keyboards, but I am fed up with BlackBerry. Um, I wanted to maybe jump to another Android brand. I'd like to get myself an outdoor phone, a real survivor phone that will last a couple of days out there, waterproof, shatter resistance, all that kind of stuff. You know, just I wanted to have a brick with, that I can use to actually kill someone if I had to. You know, not that I want to, but... You get the picture. It's supposed to be a solid phone that doesn't fail me when I'm somewhere outside on a longer hike or on a bicycle tour in, in, you know, before winter falls and, and hits me in the face. And uh, just a reliable piece of technology and not something that I have to charge every eight hours because Samsung tells me so. You know, I don't trust Samsung products that much with, with the exception of my tablet. That, is, uh, that was a good purchase. Got to be fair here, but the phones, I fucking hate them. They're not for me. So, um, yeah, the keyboard phones. Why do I use them? Why did I chose 
the Unihertz Titan. I was um, I was one of the backers. I'm registered on Kickstarter for exactly this reason, because I liked what they did with with this design. Um, it's a bit clunky, you know, and it's fucking heavy that thing. But it it never fails me. It just does exactly what it's supposed to. It never crashes. I dropped it several times because I'm clumsy, and uh, my fingers don't always do what I want them to do because I'm aging. <laughs> you know. Uh, I can't have an expensive phone in my hand that I'm afraid to drop. That's not, you know, this, this is bullshit. It happens. You're a human being. You make mistakes. You drop things. That's it. Anybody who says different is an idiot. So if you buy yourself a phone for 2000 bucks, like the Samsung Fold, back then when it came out, it was like at least 2000 bucks or something. And then if you're clumsy and you, you drop it, you break this fucking thing. The screen was very susceptible to any kind of damage, was very sensible. No, please, I don't want that crap. Why? Just because it's new and, and different doesn't mean that everybody has to buy it. And for, for fuck's sake, it has no keyboard. So, you know, fuck you. I'm not gonna, not gonna waste my hard-earned cash on a piece of trash like that. You might do that. I don't want it. But that's okay. Um, and to each their own, right? Whatever makes you rock hard good for you man but for me uh, I, I need I need keys I need keys to press I like keyboards and keyboard phones I always have because because of the the microscopic visual aspect of, of of the keyboard the practicality of it all what you could do with it instead of just having you know like these t9 phones back then the old Nokia keyboards that were just a nightmare to type on I mean, I had friends back then who could type blindly on these these T9 phones and just type out any kind of short message they wanted without looking. Most of them were females. The, you know, the girls, they had, a, they had a thing for this kind of stuff. They could multitask, no problem. But, you know, for me, it was kind of boring to type on that. I liked typing messages. I thought chatting on the internet was back then even cool, at least to me. It's, it's a lot more normal these days, but back then it was like, uh, this was like a, a nerdgasm dream for me to get in contact with uh, people from gaming communities or anything that, that resembles a hobby that you could be interested in. And in today's world, everyone is chatting somehow with Viber, WhatsApp, uh, VChat, and whatever else you can find out there, any kind of messaging program, Telegram, um, what's, what's the other one called? Signal, I think, right? Oh, fuck, I forgot. I have it somewhere on my phone, I think. I don't use it. <laughs> I wanted to try it out. I tried it for two hours at the end. Don't know why. It just wasn't really my thing, I guess. But, um, yeah, today, you know, it, everybody wants to write something. And newer generations, the young ones, uh, people growing up as teenagers with these iPhones and, you know, full-touch uh, phones, for them, it's normal to type on them. You know, they don't know anything else. They get used to it. They learn quickly. The screen has become way more responsive than it was in, in the first decade or so. Uh, not first decade, but first three, four years, I think, when uh, the iPhone changed the phone's market and just presented something that a lot of people were freaking out over, with the exception of me, because I didn't see really the potential in these phones. But I was younger back then. I didn't really understand much. And from today's perspective, um, I know the only reason why these keyboard phones almost died out completely and ruined BlackBerry, and also, in 
in correlation to Nokia, um, why they even got, got broke is basically they never paid attention. Neither Nokia nor BlackBerry both never paid attention. No one is to blame but themselves. They were fucking idiots, okay? They were naive, they were arrogant, they were on top of their game, and they didn't care about real innovation. They had their scheme, their ideas, their phone designs, their beliefs, and they stuck with it, and that's why they failed. That's the only reason why they failed, nothing else. Anybody telling you different, give me a break. Look at history, look at what happened, look at the sales, of, of look at the numbers, all right? And as soon as Steve Jobs kicked the door open with his market idea, if it, I'm not even sure if it was his idea. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a god or anything. I never liked Steve Jobs. But for fuck's sake, he had a product that people were nuts about because his marketing was just genius. And he could convince people to have more fun with a device like this instead of a traditional phone that you were used to at the time. So that was the beginning of the end. And then Android came along. Um, growing up from, I think it was based on Linux, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, though. I'm sorry if I mixed up something here. But Android gave at least um, a different perspective at an, an operating system, a mobile operating system, instead of sticking to just one big one like the iOS and then any other system out there on the market like Symbian. Symbian version 3, I think, or version 4. I was using version 3 back then on a couple of devices that I had from Nokia. And yeah, that's basically one of my first experiences when I, I loved keyboard phones. And um, I, I remember when I was younger, in my early 20s, I was forced to buy a cell phone, which I hated to do. I hated phones back then because they couldn't do much. All they could do was call people. I never wanted to call anybody. I didn't give a shit. And I didn't want to be reachable or, you know, I didn't want people to call me when I'm out there shopping or visiting friends. And I had something to do, right? It's not like I was bored and looking for attention. So I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to be called. So fuck you guys. If you want something from me, write me a fucking email. I have a computer. That's enough. And I wanted to stay with that. And then, you know, phones came to the market and I, I looked at them and thought, you can't do shit with these phones. And they had poor advertising, they had poor arguments, they had poor stats, they had, there was nothing, nothing interesting with these fucking phones. So I compared Nokia phones to the cheaper models, to this, to that, to the first Siemens models that were released in Germany. And, and I think the company Mitsubishi back then even uh, formed a small company called Trium. And they sold their first Trium cell phones, which became ultimately my very first cell phone. God, it was a piece of trash. That fucking thing, I could have smoked it in an oven or poured it over with gasoline. I still would have had better reception than before. That was a fucking poor design. The numbers of the buttons failed on me even. When it was cold outside, minus two degrees, minus three, the battery died instantly. I had to heat it up to get actually something going. But of course, we're talking about the early days and the early development of phone technology. And, you know, Mitsubishi really didn't know what they were doing. 
and they were learning, then they failed ultimately, then they failed again, then they stopped producing them. Thank God. So, um, you know, that was a pain in the ass. And I paid, I think in German marks back then, it was the time before Euro came, I paid 120 bucks, which was about 60 Euro. 120 German marks, just to be precise here. That was a lot of money for me because I just had my first job and I didn't make much money. And that was like a huge investment for me. But at, at the time, I was poor as fuck, right? I could barely pay my rent. Then I had to buy a phone. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty devastating experience. Thanks to my ex-girlfriend back then, I was forced to buy that piece of shit because she wanted to be able to reach me because women always have something to say, right? Exactly. No, they, she was just worried, that's all. She was thinking that I was too clumsy and not taking care of myself and probably, you know, putting myself in danger or something. And I don't know. If I, if I needed a pickup or someone, I could call her or help of any kind. So that was, that was the deal back then. That was the only person I was willing to call. Hmm. Yeah, well, long story short, that phone died on me several times. I got pissed. I'm looking for my shoe. I forgot somewhere. I have, not my shoe. I have slippers here, you know, because it's, it's really, it's fucking cold out here. I need slippers. I'm an old man. What do you expect? Old men need to be warm. If you don't have a hooker, get some slippers. Now, um, I think the first time when my interest shifted from being completely disgusted um, at these phones to super interested was when I first saw a Nokia phone with a full-fledged QWERTY keyboard, which was, I think if I remember correctly, it was the 6800, which was a normal brick phone at first glance with a hinge in the middle, and you could lift up the T9 keyboard, flip it upwards until it stuck into some four-pin connector. Then you can turn it around 90 degrees and you had a QWERTY keyboard separated in two halves, left and right for your thumbs, and in the middle of the screen to write on. It was a very tiny screen, but it was enough for a short message. And you could also receive emails with that fucking thing. Why? Well, they were trying to, to copy something that BlackBerry had invented before. I think. I'm not quite sure when I bought that phone. That was, a, that was a while ago. I think I bought it brand new. And I don't remember where. I don't think it was eBay. It was somewhere else. I think it was online at some uh, electronic store. Probably broke today. I don't know. If, I'm not sure if they exist or maybe they got bought from Amazon. I don't know. But I also paid almost the same amount of money for that phone and never regretted it. It was... It was one of the best typing experiences I had with a Nokia phone, not compared to BlackBerry. That's a different story. <laughs> but Nokia did a good job with that keyboard. It was very, very tactile. It had precise um, pressing points, a good feel to every press, to every button. Um, that was a well thought out design. And it lasted for many years because my mother-in-law, when I was back then still married, she got that phone. And if it's not broken, it might still be running today and has a new battery or something. I don't know. They were long-lasting, these devices, that's for sure. But, um, 
Yeah, I wanted more features until I suddenly realized that you can actually do a lot of things with phones in that time. So I bought the uh, a few phones from the E-Series. And two that I kept were the E61, which was a completely uh, BlackBerry ripoff. And um, I was aware of that at the time, but I didn't know exactly what BlackBerry was. And I had no money to buy them. They were too expensive for me. While Nokia was, in most cases, a lot cheaper. Then I did the mistake of buying, which was the biggest disappointment I've ever done. I bought the E90 communicator, which was the last communicator in the, in the series to carry the communicator name and title. And it was, in my case, it was a very dark brown. No, wait, it was the black version. I waited until the black version hit the market, which was over 700 euros back then. That's how desperate I was to buy that fucking phone. And um, looking back at it, I have to admit I had a good time using the phone. The battery life was amazing. I could keep, I could, I could let the E90 run for almost a week with uh, listening to online radio. I was one of the first people in my neighborhood to actually be interested in that because with a data package that I had, I could at least listen to small band internet radio that was compressed around 23, 32 to 64 uh, kbyte or kbit, I think kbit, right, uh, tops, because I didn't have more bandwidth. This was it. This was all I had. And I kept listening uh, hours on end to all sorts of radio stations online, things I couldn't, uh, you know, I, things I could not get in Germany at all, and I could at least listen to that, and some interesting electronic music as well. So... Um, I was really happy back then. You know, I used it for everything I could think of. And uh, what, what I, the reason why I was disappointed with this device was the keyboard was bullshit. I was expecting a full-fledged, real keyboard, and all I got was this mushy pad with calculator-like rubby feelings underneath those keys. The keys were hard plastic, but underneath, you didn't, there was no tactility. These keys were bullshit. They were hard to press at first. They became a bit softer afterwards, but the, they did not feel like a keyboard. I wanted to have a fucking keyboard designed for my thumbs, and I should have bought a BlackBerry back then. I didn't know any better, so I wasted my money on a fucking Nokia title that I shouldn't have bought in the first place. Even though the camera was, was not bad, the camera was only 3.5 or 3.2 megapixels, I don't remember, but it, was, it made clean photographs. Um... It made them quick. Um, I had no lighting problems at daylight, at least during night, of course. You know, that's a different story. You couldn't do that much with a camera. But it was a practical phone to use, at least for basic communication, at least. It was good for emails. I did all that. Um, that it, it was fun. I wanted to use it for more. I wanted to use it for movies on the go or something, you know, when I was on, on a train and I was writing a lot of... I was using trains more often to get to work and then back home. And I thought with all that time that I'm doing there, sitting and just doing nothing, I, either, I could either write, uh, read books, I could try drawing something, but, you know, I could never stand still enough to actually draw something. So I, I tried it a few times. I hated my sketches and I, I left it at home and just wanted to draw on my desk instead of on my lap. So um, I stuck to that phone instead and tried to upload movies to the main memory of, of the phone. 
which was an agonizing pain because you had to find compression software that could, um, uh, uh, you know, um, I'm looking for the word here, but you needed to you needed to 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 transfer or transcode right you needed to transcode the movies from from let's say um avi avi so to speak uh to i don't even remember what the format was it wasn't mp4 back then it was i think 3gp or something a, a very silly compressed uh, video codec format that was not very successful, mind you, but it was widely spread back then. And you needed a special transcoding software to to rip off DVDs or whatever you had and transcode them into a smaller file compressed into whatever fucking resolution that your phone could handle and then upload the thing to your phone. And believe me, that was a hassle to do. All the time that I spent sitting there and just uh, waiting for the for that movie to get finished and do something else in the meantime, like washing dishes, taking care of my clothes. And um, I came back to the computer, uploaded the movie to my phone just to realize that the movie looks shit. <laughs> oh, th- those were days where I, I could have I could have killed Nokia for doing that. There is a better way to do it. There is a much better way to do it. And back then, the first Android devices hit, hit the market, which were still a bit... Uh, they were clunky. They were unstable. Android crashed many times. It was insecure. Uh, of course, Android is still insecure today, but it, no comparison to the state it was back then when Android was still in version 2, 2.5, you know, Android 3... I don't even remember those those candy names back then. But it wasn't really a bargain, and it wasn't an object of desire for many people, so they stuck to Nokia still, because it worked better for them. And the term smartphone wasn't really present at the time. So I played around with these Nokia phones, and then I got fed up, so I sold them all. I got fed up with Nokia for dropping support for the communicator E90. And it was only two years old. And they just said, yeah, we're not supporting this device anymore. So I thought, why the fuck did you produce this in the first place? What the fuck's the matter with you people? You know, I, I wrote emails and complaining, and I tried to get them to answer my, my questions, and I, I wanted uh, more performance out of my phone. I was looking forward to, uh, to, to purchase video software to play back any video file that I had. And the reason why I did that is there was a chip built in the communicator, one of the first chips of its kind that was supposed to be for 3D acceleration and video acceleration, while the main processor and uh, its, its memory were capable for basic operations for anything multimedia related. It needed the secondary uh, chip to actually um, to render your video and graphic output what you were supposed to be seeing on the screen. And proof is there was some guy, a student out of God knows where, maybe France or Russia, and I think if you look online, you will find it somewhere. He managed to get Quake, I think Quake 3, even Quake 3 Arena running on the Nokia communicator. That was awesome. 
that's not something you see every day. Let me take a zip of my, my wine here. Ah, yes. So, um, yeah, well, anyway, the, the game was running smoothly. You could play on his phone. You could play nicely. It was uh, one of those things that were just mind-blowing to me that something like, like this was even possible. So I, I was asking for more support and why other programs could not actually um, achieve that it was because Nokia didn't show any support in third-party developers. And I never understood why. That was the open market. That was actually the gateway to more success. And they just refused. There were some uh, people who were developing for Nokia, and I think they had to buy a license to actually develop something for Symbian, which was a tricky subject. And uh, I'm not even sure how far that went because the software market was started to shrink more and more because people were jumping to the iPhone or... Uh, uh, developers were looking for other projects and just left uh, the, the the Nokia Symbian platform with all the right reasons, really. And um, that's when I decided to buy a Samsung instead. And I had, oh, let me think, which one was it? I think the S4. God, that was an awful phone. I fucking hated it. It, it broke twice, mind you. It broke actually twice. First, I let it fall because it slipped my fingers. And it happened at work. Phone broke immediately. I couldn't use it anymore, so I had to send it back in for, for repairs. I used an old phone again uh, to compensate for that time to have some kind of you know, uh, reachability for someone for emergencies only. I didn't do much with the phone anyway. Then I received that Samsung phone back. And lo and behold... Ah, wait a second, I have to twist here my microphone a little bit ah, there I am so lo and behold that phone um, I think I'd got too much pressure in my pocket because I was carrying something and that weight was pressing on that phone in my uh, in my jacket and it broke a second time just from that I couldn't even turn it on afterwards so I said fuck you guys I'm not gonna buy another phone from you assholes again I should have maybe tried a couple more, perhaps. But, you know, I'm not like the richest dude in the world, and certainly not back then. So I, I decided to... Um, I sold the phone as, as, as broken. Got a few bucks for it. Then, let me, let me guess. And then I think, if I remember correctly, I bought a Sony phone as well. That's right. I, I had two phones from Sony with a keyboard. Um, I don't remember their names, but I think the one of them was called the Xperia Pro and the Xperia, the, 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 the Mini, the Xperia Mini or something. It was a very tiny phone uh, with, with a, just a small version of Android, maybe Android 3, if anything at all. And you could flip the phone upwards and you had a full-fledged QWERTY keyboard underneath and it worked nicely. Until, of course, the next software updates came and it became slow as slow as my balls on a Sunday morning. I couldn't use it anymore. So I, I sold that one. So I got myself the Xperia Pro afterwards. That was a bit faster, that phone. Then I gave it away as a gift to, uh, to a woman that I was banging at the time. And 
I still know her today, but I'm not banging her anymore. <laughs> but she she had that phone for at least two years and was quite happy with it. But, you know, after a while, it just becomes kind of slow because you can only, you could have only uploaded or downloaded two to three major apps that you wanted to use, like Facebook and then maybe uh, WhatsApp as well and YouTube, and that was it. The phone was dead, okay? So for her, it was eventually not enough anymore, and she, she gave that phone away. The keyboard, however, was absolutely fantastic. And um, But here was where, where actually the real experience for me began. My, my affection for these keyboard phones was growing more and more, and we had more options to choose from. Samsung had some, some keyboard phones copying um, the, the form factor of, of, of uh, BlackBerry. And Nokia phones were completely uninteresting to me. I was completely done with that company. And, well, Apple, yeah, I was still against that company at the time. I still am against their phones today, but, you know, just back then it was not an option for me. It was just overpriced, and I didn't want to have slap glass, and that's it. So, eventually, I tried BlackBerry, and I think my first BlackBerry phone that I ever had was the Q10, mind you, when BB10... The, the, the absolute last operating system they created was hitting the market. And I think it was in 2013 when I got the Q10, uh, also in white, because I don't know why. I, just, I needed something that reminded me of Star Trek, so it had to be white or at least light gray, right? From ship designs and tablet designs and all that, sh all that shit. So I got myself one in white. And... To this day, it is one of my absolute favorite phones and the best experience I've ever had right next to the Passport. Because, quite frankly, the phone fit nicely in my hand. The screen was enough. The keyboard was a dream to type on. I loved it. I, I rarely made any typing mistakes. I really got used to it quickly. Uh, the tactility was was brilliant. It was a nice piece of technology. And um, I miss that phone sometimes. I'd like to have it again, but I can't use it for anything because BB-10 BB is dead, right? It's not being supported anymore. And um, when I jumped to uh, the Passport, uh, I had a heavy heart and sold the, the Q10 because I didn't want to have two or three phones. I just wanted one beast to do everything. And... The, the screen was something else on the Passport. The Passport never let me down. It was a powerhouse for pretty much all of my, all of, all of the things that I wanted to do. I was heavy into emails. Today, I think even a bit more than I was back then because I was sending material back and forth to uh, people who were buying my work, my artwork, and I used uh, the, the, the Passport quite a lot for that to document my my, uh, pro my progress, send results, and, 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 you know, instead of scans, I would just photograph everything and just send them my information, my, my material, and they would give me green light or not. And I enjoyed it quite a lot. It was a trusty workhorse for me. And I'm doing pretty much the same with a Titan nowadays. And, well... Then came, of course, uh, the catastrophe that everybody was waiting for, I guess, that BlackBerry failed in, in numbers with their sales. And everything just went downhill really fast. And like I said before, 
the reason why Nokia and BlackBerry died, or BlackBerry's not dead, but their own manufacturing brand, their own production died quickly. That was a sacrifice that was made by John Shen back then when he, when he became chairman of BlackBerry in, fuck, oh God, I don't know. I don't remember when he joined. But that was the right thing to do. And a lot of people gave him shit for, you know, killing a brand that people loved and could identify with somehow. And uh, I never did. I, I knew that he was right. And even though I didn't like it, um, if a company wants to transform completely into a software company instead of a software and hardware company, uh, if it if it will give them uh, some profitable prospect and a chance of survival, then by all means, then do it. Okay, it's phones are not the only thing in the world that matter. <laughs> the software running on phones or running on any kind of uh, internet-based device is uh, essential. It needs to be stable, it needs to be secure, it needs to be trusted and controlled. And I think BlackBerry is probably going to do a pretty good job in the future in achieving those goals, but in the phone business, it doesn't look that good. When they announced that they were stopping developing phones, I do remember uh, a lot of us fans uh, going berserk online in their uh, BlackBerry forums and thinking to, to ourselves, oh, this is the end of the world, you know. We're never going to have keyboard phones again. And then um, there was um, the company TCL from China buying a license from BlackBerry to produce BlackBerry phones. Um, which means the software would come from BlackBerry's side, as far as I understood the, the concept. And TCL was responsible for the design and the marketing of these phones. And ultimately selling them, of course. And it worked out for a short while. They produced the Key One, which I owned, the first one, mind you, with the, um, the infamous failure of the screen falling out, in case anyone remembers. It happened to me after almost two years. You know, because of a very weak stripe of adhesive being placed on the left and right side of the screen. Um, if anything at all, I think it was left and right. And the uh, adhesive would lose force and power over time and could not stay stuck to the screen. And that was everything that the screen was connected to. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that, was, that was one of those elements and moments that actually killed the uh, enthusiasm and the hype behind the new Android Blackberries. And um, uh, just to be just to be clear, before somebody goes berserk and screams at me for or sending complaints or whatever, I am well aware of the fact that the Passport was not entirely the last phone, and not uh, you know TCL did not produce the first Android phones. Actually, um, BlackBerry did that themselves. They produced the BlackBerry Priv which was an Android-based phone, the first one they produced. And I think, I think it was the last. I don't think they produced another Android phone. The Priv was, I think, the last one. And it was a, um, a, a full-fledged touch phone with a slide-out keyboard underneath, a BlackBerry keyboard. The keyboard was okay, as far as I remember. I tried it out in a store once. 
And the design is cool, but um, the battery life was poor because the processor just used up the battery like no one's business. When this device was overheating, the battery died almost instantly. Maybe not that fast, but you could not hold it for a whole day. I impossible. With normal usage, messaging, emails, some media consumption, YouTube, all that kind of crap, maybe GPS and stuff like that. Forget it. The phone was dead in the afternoon. You had no chance to get home with this fucking thing. So um, battery life was always annoying for me. Even the Q10 back then, I could, I used it for, during my vacation, for example, I met one of my girlfriends there in, um, oh, let me think. I was in, in uh, um, Egypt, right? I was having vacation on, in Marsa Alam. And I met a very interesting girl there, a bit insane, but she was interesting enough, um, quite pretty. And uh, we, we had a great time there and we, we met afterwards in Germany as well. She was a German, but actually didn't live too far away from my home, only two hours away. So that was realistic, <laughs> at least for a while. And um, I used my phone in, in that time during vacation quite a lot because we couldn't do much in the desert except, you know, going for a swim, eating something. There was no town. There was nothing. There was just desert and some areas being built by the sheik there for the inhabitants and the people working in those hotels. That was their fucking life, right? There's nothing you could do. For tourism, forget it. So it's a shithole. It's, it's an interesting experience, but it's a fucking shithole. And if you're lost somewhere outside, you're dead. If you get lost in, in, in the desert going out there by yourself, which is, you know, they warn you to do that, if you do it anyway, yeah, well, good, good luck to you, asshole. And so all you could do in the end, if you got bored, you didn't want to go for a swim anymore, you've been in water more than enough, you don't like the pools, you don't want to eat the same shit every fucking day. So you start drinking in the end. We had all-inclusive, so yeah, of course I was drinking. <laughs> Only the cheapest liquor, but God, it was fun. <laughs> and I was sitting there on the beach with my Blackberry and had some Wi-Fi connection that was available to the hotel. And I was abusing that phone. I was just looking for all sorts of inf information, started chatting with friends. I was messaging that girl that I met. And, and uh, you know, when we, were, we, we couldn't always spend time together. It was a complicated situation. I don't want to get into that. But we needed the communication on that device instead. So I was hammering out like tons and tons of messages. And it was an interesting time. And that phone was durable enough to hold to, to, to join me on that crusade. And the battery lasted for the whole day, actually. I, I had to charge it sometime late in the afternoon, if anything at all. And uh, afterwards, when I came back home to Germany and I kept using the phone for a while, then it started dying. And the battery was, battery was getting older and poor. And yeah, that, that's that. But the keyboard is fun. It was fun. The passport was fun. Um, I could imagine that the old phones like the Bold and the Curve, all those models in, in that line, they were fun too. Uh, some people claim they had the best keyboards ever designed. I never tried one, I don't know. But in today's world, well, ever since TCL actually failed after the Key2 and Key2 LE, 
I mean, the phones were not bad. I still have a key to LE in, in, in the background, which is running, uh, and I did mostly banking with it. Um, it is, it's fair to say that I cannot use these devices or should not use these devices anymore because of the lack of security updates and all that stuff. So I don't use them really for too much online activity, only for the most necessary things. And um, I mean, I personally don't have anything to fear for, but <laughs> it's just if you're used to some kind of update schedule and you're used to having a certain form of security at your side, at least something that you think you might be able to trust, then you jump to a different brand just because of the uh, monthly or yearly uh, security updates from, from Google's side. Not so much from, from the developers, that's a different story. It's up to them when they want to decide to, to you know, um, give you the necessary updates, including the security patches. But that's a different story. And, well, you know, I, I, I love the, the keyboard designs on, on TCL's devices. I think they were pretty well done. As far as I'm, I know from a few people that the Key 2 itself probably has one of the best keyboards ever created. I had the, I, like I said, I still use from time to time the Key 2 LE, which was um, a, a cheap purchase for me during a Black Friday uh, season. And the keyboard is fantastic. I absolutely adore that one. And um, that's... I had... I, I didn't have high hopes for a new device. And when TCL announced that they were dropping the, the BlackBerry license and not renewing anything, I thought, this is it. This is the last straw. There is not going to be another device. This is all going to be over. And then Unihertz came along with their, uh, you know, after their their Atom project, this these tiny outdoor phone, and uh, or phones, I should say, plural. They had a few uh, because of their success and the fact that a few things worked out for the better. Um, they had at least something to show for. They had they they had progress. They they had pr uh, products that they could actually introduce and and complete finalize and sell so i decided to become a backer and back the the titan project when it was first announced i was mesmerized by the fact that there's still juice in the air for people using keyboard phones and i was surprised that there was so much uh, positive feedback so it, it seems i'm not the only douchebag out there enjoying keyboard phones while a touchscreen is really practical for some things, for me personally, writing on them, texting, is not fun. I have too many typos. I am too impatient, impatient. Sorry, impatient with um, with a touchscreen um, experience. I'm trying to, to figure out what to write and how. It's it's no fun for me. It's a hassle to do that. And I, like I said, I tried it a few times. I don't get the hang of it. And I don't like typing on my tablet either. I always, I bought myself uh, the, the keyboard case from Samsung, the original one for the, the, the S7. That's a purchase that was important. You know, that was, without it, I can't even write my, my short stories for the university. I need to do that somehow. I don't use a Mac always for that. I should, probably. But, um, well, the... The Samsung is a quite trusty device, and the keyboard is might be small, but it works pretty well. 
I type most of my short stories on that thing. So that works just fine for me. I love keyboards. I need to be able to write something. I need texting. I need, I need buttons. I love the, the satisfaction that I get when I click on one of these fucking things. It's like an orgasm, really. You just enjoy pressing them and you're, you're, you're fine. Cherry popping the QWERTY style. There you go. I said it. You satisfied now? So, TCL is dead for me. <laughs> they might still be producing some phones. Uh, if they are, I'm not even sure if, if they do. I don't buy anything from them anymore. But um, as you might have heard, there was an announcement last year that, I think it was last year, that the company Onward Mobility in Texas bought a license from BlackBerry, uh, from BlackBerry LTD to produce a new full-fledged QWERTY phone under the, the logo and brand of BlackBerry, but designed and engineered by Onward Mobility. So, they said they had a, an idea, they had a prototype, they wanted to introduce the phone uh, early this year, 2021. Well, guess what, asshole? We have late 2021. It's fucking October, and we still haven't seen anything. Some people claim out there, some YouTubers like uh, Tech Odyssey claim to have seen the phone, to have contact with Onward Mobility, at least to some degree, and talked and discussed the phone, the development, and when possibly anybody, anywhere, will see this device come to life. And it might be true that rumors say, and the, you know, the, the people from... Onward Mobility themselves have said they want to release a high-end, high-spec QWERTY keyboard phone on the market, finally, after all these years. I was always a mid-range phone guy, but if they really want to do that and, and, and release a phone that really is supposed to knock people's socks off, like, because they said... Um, I don't remember the guy's name. There was just a dude who's always smiling, and that is kind of creepy because I don't trust him. <laughs> um, he said, most people who enjoy the BlackBerry phones, they always say, yeah, I have that one, but I use this one as my daily driver and my, my BlackBerry for this and that. So it's always this gamble between uh, reaching people to be interested in a keyboard device, maybe liking a keyboard device, but using a different one for their main purpose or main driver for all sorts of communication and media consumption. So naturally, I'm asking myself, what's the point? Why, why is it necessary to have three, four, or five phones, all right? Well, five might be a bit much, but two, most definitely. Most people that I've met have two phones. And uh, on the internet, when they talk about this shit, everybody has a phone they love and they have one phone they use daily. So why is it not possible to have one phone for every purpose that might come in, uh, into play that, that is important to you guys? So Onward Mobility said we want to break that cycle and would like to convince people to use one phone, one phone only. And they want their product to succeed all the way. Now, if they're going to succeed, you know, if, that's a different question. I personally, to be honest, to be fair, I don't think so. Um, 
I don't want to say that the keyboard phase is completely over. There, there are still a lot of people out there interested. Like in my case, I still want to use the key, the 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 Titan Pocket, which I backed um, a while ago when it was first announced. Then I got my device, and for some reason, the uh, Wi-Fi module is not working properly. I'm losing constantly connections. And um, I had to send it back to get it replaced. And they finally received their product back in China. And I, I guess if I'm lucky, at the end of the month, I might receive a new Titan Pocket in return. Um, funny enough, or ironically enough, I was backing the Titan and I had a similar problem with the Titan. The first Titan I actually received had um, a not really working keyboard which means that two keys did not work at all. The, the, the space bar was broken, and I think one, one specific character didn't really press properly. You, couldn't, you were not able to write uh, a, a coherent text, is what I'm trying to say. And since typing is, of course, important if you have a device like that, I had to send it back, and I got it replaced immediately, which went really fast. And this time I had to wait almost... Let me let me think. Three weeks until I get a message uh, that they actually received my product and would like to send me a replacement. So let's see how how long that takes until I get the phone and where it comes from. And hopefully, fingers crossed, this time this device is going to work flawlessly. The keyboard was fine. The keyboard was terrific for the budget that we're talking about. The price point of this phone is not exactly exponentially high. And it's still a mid-range phone, but it's a well-working device, at least technically, with the exception of my bad for having poor Wi-Fi um, connection. I read on Facebook that a few people actually have suffered from the same, uh, the same errors, the same trouble. So I'm not the only one replacing this phone. I'm still giving the phone a second chance. I'd like to use it as my daily driver for real. Because right now I currently just use the Titan. I, I use the Key 2 LE because I don't want to give it up. That's why I still have it. And I occasionally do some banking stuff on it. And, well, should I trust a Chinese brand to do the same job? Question mark, right? I can't answer that. I don't know. I can trust them by assuming that nobody's going to spy on me. But let's face it, if somebody wants to spy on you, they can do that with any device, right? Um, there is no really, there is no way of securing your phone completely. I think BlackBerry in their heydays did most likely the best job of protecting your data and your privacy. But today, today it's different. Today, I don't know, maybe iPhone is doing it, maybe Apple is doing a good job. Um... Samsung and their Knox software, I don't know. I have too little information to actually confirm if it, if it works or not. But BlackBerry, I did trust. For sure. Besides, I never really had major issues with their devices. But now, well, you don't have much to choose from. So the question still remains. Even if there is nothing to choose from, with the exception of the Unihertz products... Some older models that are not being supported anymore from TCL 
you know, BlackBerry branded phones, what else is there to use? And should you actually still wait for a high-end device with a keyboard from onward mobility, should this fucking beast ever arrive and see the light of day? Well, good question. I do think that some people might enjoy a solid keyboard phone. Um, I think even younger generations would like to try one just for the fun of it to explore um, a real hardware keyboard and see how that goes with all the, you know, the, the chatting and texting and, and, and Instagram mayhem that is going on today and Twitter. That it is an option, you know, but changing people's minds, that's the key here. Why should anybody be really invested in a keyboard phone? I mean, really, why? It makes no sense to actually start one to, to get people riled up and, and give them a glance at a high-end phone that costs you probably at least a thousand bucks, I would assume. And, uh, I mean, it's not being, being designed by a Chinese company. It's still an American company. So I don't believe it's going to be a cheap phone. It's going to be expensive for sure. And, um, well, should you buy one? It depends, I guess, how desperate you are, right? Or how much you love the BlackBerry brand to see that it still exists in some shape or form and you'd like to, to purchase one just to keep the dream alive. I think people like us, we start buying phones like these out of desperation. I don't think we buy them from a necessity point of view. We don't need these phones for real. We don't need the keyboard, but we love using them because they're fun, right? That's the point. And being, you know, there's always that, that claim that you can use a keyboard phone to be more productive. Productivity, blah, 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 and all that crap. Um, let me tell you, none of this is true. Nothing of that is true. It's a marketing scheme that they tried in order to give away the sense that a keyboard is more productive. You can write a more clean, precise, correct email via keyboard. You can. If you sit in front of a MacBook, you don't type on glass. You type on a keyboard. You sit on your PC, on a Windows machine. You don't type on glass. You type on a keyboard. With the exception of probably, uh, you know, the Microsoft Surface products, Windows-based uh, tablet computers. That might be a different case. But does it give you the necessary satisfaction? Can you type just as good and as accurate on glass like you would on a, on a real computer keyboard? I doubt that. And many people doubt that. It's no wonder. We, um, we're used to keyboards. Our language is supposed to, to give us the, the opportunity to communicate in many different ways, not just verbally, with sound, but also by typing, writing down stuff. And the typing experience is never going to go away. Anybody out there is going to be willing to type something, unless, of course, you can telepathically connect to, to a, a device through some revolutionary AI software, which is a topic that we had recently. But that's just you know science fiction from today's standpoint. Maybe there is such a device or at least an experiment um, I think there was one 20 years ago. I'm not sure what they're doing now. But as long as we still have a couple of bucks to spare and hardcore junkies like myself 
We just like to have the option of at least one good, capable keyboard phone and use that for as long as possible. Is it going to work? Is it, will it make us happy? I think so. I, I think it will. I think the Titan Pocket, for example, is the next best thing you can buy that is not too big. It will fit your pocket. The battery life is good enough that it will last at least two days of full usage, I suppose. And um, if not, maybe a week if you use it for, you know, time to time checking on data, emails and messages and stuff like that. Or just, you know, calling somebody and tell them, look, um, I found your wife. You want to pick her up? <laughs> that kind of shit. But um, the rest out there, I'm sorry, I am not willing to go further into um, the smartphone mayhem by spending a ton of money on phones, which I know I will never really use that much. Because for me, the typing experience is gone when I'm typing on glass. There is no satisfaction for me here. I like typing. I like writing stuff. I like to communicate with people on a, on a longer term and not just, you know, shoving around, yes, no, maybe, huh, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? And short messages that make no sense. I don't want to be lazy while I have the option of communicating and writing stuff properly. Which is why I like to write emails. I mean, when I was on vacation, for example, I mean, this is a... This is just my way of expressing my anger or uh, any form of interest to somebody. I was writing a close friend of mine when I was in, in Thailand, um, being completely annoyed by my vacation because it wasn't fun. Thailand was a nightmare. My, the bookings were horrible. The hotels all looked much better on, on uh, pictures than in real life. Uh, locations were bad, and we, we, we actually, back then, my ex, uh, my, my ex and me, we, we did some island hopping. We're jumping from, from Kohai to um, Phuket, I think, yeah, from Phuket to Kohai, and then some other place, I, I forgot the island's name, and then just circled around as far as we could, and it was an expensive thing to do, uh, we needed a lot of time for that. It was a huge adventure. And we we had, I think, more fights than anything else. And n neither of us were really satisfied in that vacation. So in, in the, the last resort where I was actually staying with my girlfriend, it was one of the most beautiful things that we've seen in form of a hotel complex being created with tiny little straw uh, um, houses that we could we could use and sleep in. They were very tidy, very clean. It was all good, with the exception that the food outside of the hotel complex was partially bad for her, and she got food poisoning. I mean, really bad. Okay, she was like puking and shitting all over the place. It was a nightmare. So eventually, it got better. We didn't need a doctor, thankfully, because reaching out for a doctor in a place like that is almost impossible. And um, I wanted to get rid of my frustration somehow. And, and while she was resting, I was sitting on a chair outside of my, my um, of our little tiny straw house, pulling out my passport back then, and hammering out emails, or one email with three pages of text. 
three full pages of text. I kept writing and hammering like crazy to message a friend of mine telling him, you know, this was the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> this vacation is the worst nightmare I've ever had. And I wrote down everything that happened just to get everything off my chest. And I could have never done it by typing on glass. Never. I would have died in between. So, um, yeah, I just, I love keyboards. I can't help myself. But the question still remains for me, if, if Unihertz is the last phone I'm going to get with a keyboard, let's say the Titan Pocket will be the last one in onward mobility, might admit at some time in this year that they failed, just assuming, I'm not wishing that they will. I'd like to see their, their phone and what it's made of and the specs and all that. Of course I'd like to see more keyboard phones. Are you fucking kidding me? Christ, it's beautiful. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't surface, if, if it's going to be um, a failed experiment, an epic fail in, in phone history, well, I still have the Titan in the Titan pocket. If that doesn't work out for me, I was thinking about jumping ship to either I, um, iOS completely or get myself an outdoor phone. And maybe just stop trying to communicate over over a phone. Short messages, the necessary stuff on glass and everything else. Just don't care. You know, just sitting on a desk and do something else. If I want to write an email, I probably use my MacBook instead. So um, that's the option I have. But what is it, you know, what is it, like I said, is it, will it be successful? Will there be a market in the future for keyboards? That's hard to tell. I think keyboards really are a dying brand in the phone industry. They have been declared dead. And a lot of people don't want to see keyboard phones anymore. They love their, their, their iPhones. They, they love their Samsung devices, their, their Huawei, their, their Xiaomi, their... Uh, any whatever fucking device they're they're, they're still uh, existing on the market they want their touch devices right and i get that i understand why there is a it's i think what they're looking for is convenience not really being able to do something productive with a phone productivity like i said is more or less a myth what you can do with a keyboard faster at least uh, since the the key 2 model and um, I think maybe beginning with uh, key one, then being, I think, improved on the key two, the key two LE. Then, of course, um, that feature was copied for the, the, the Unihertz Titan and the Titan Pocket, is that you can use the keyboard as a shortcut device to launch apps from the home screen. Or on the key two, uh, you could actually jump from app to app uh, with with a with a special app button in combination with the other buttons that you want you wanted to press you could short press them long press them and then jump to an application instead of going back to the home screen and looking for the icon and then clicking on it if you in case you forgot where the icon was or if you have too many apps installed so um that's true that's of course a lifesaver sometimes if you want to be quick and you just want to look for your notepad your you know camera maybe whatever there's always that that magic button somewhere on the side of the phone that you can program for any gesture or function. I usually use it as a flashlight. So that's probably the most practical thing I've used the phone for. 
Um, I like that kind of stuff. But it's really difficult, of course, to to find an audience to get them interested and involved in 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 a in a dying technology to make it still interesting and 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 and, and in, uh, valuable to the customer, especially younger ones who might not be that interested in in a keyboard phone. They all heard that stuff from their parents, you know, or from an uncle from an older friend, from, you know, relics of the past through YouTube and all that kind of crap. They probably are aware that these phones were created and most of them admit that the phones look kind of cool and they would be willing to try one if they were still existing today. But as you can see, um, the, the iPhone did something different. Now here's the kicker, right? There's one thing that I have to give Steve Jobs credit to. What he did, what he created, wasn't the phone. What he created was the brainwashing that he created with his marketing uh, scheme. He made it possible to make you believe that you were buying a premium device that would, that would just enrich your life, that would change the way you think about technology and the way you think about phones and what you can use them for. In some sense, he was right. What he probably didn't see in hindsight, probably what, what if he would still be alive, would, he would probably comment on that today, is how people treat each other when, when this fever brand, this, this, this feverish um, hunting for status, for for um, appreciation, for belonging somewhere in a group of people, of gaining respect, that kind of nonsense, right? It, I'm not saying that it comes down to only the phone, but Apple created a situation where people were judging each other by what kind of device they're using. If you wanted to be cool and hip, then you got to have an iPhone because all the other guys had one. You know, this group dynamic made it kind of impossible for smaller brands to be actually interesting. Because in school, when I hear teenagers talk about what kind of device they're using, the younger ones, almost all of them, if they think it's necessary, they have an iPhone. If, it, if it's not the newest model, then at least it's a model from the previous two or three years. At least. And they're running around with this fucking thing, not doing anything substantial with the phone. They're wasting their time with it. Playing games, watching videos, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all that crap. They do nonsense with it, mostly. You know, Facebook, Jesus Christ, please. Most people don't even know what it is they're doing with their phones. They don't know what to, what to use them for. Except for bullshit. That's what, what's pissing me off, personally. And, you know, Apple made a, a pretty interesting impact on the world with their concept of how you should see your phone, how you should use it and, and cherish it and value it and almost pray to it as if it was the second coming of Christ. It's just a phone for fuck's sake. You're supposed to use it for communication or anything that is practical for you and not just by blowing out your minds and letting this device become the center of your existence. I mean, that can't be healthy. It really cannot be healthy. Hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm drinking directly from the bottle. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> so we have this brainwashing in the community where everybody is getting used to having a simple, boring design. Every phone today looks exactly the same, with very few exceptions, like the outdoor, rugged phones that you could get if you wanted to. And maybe some retro design phones that Nokia still produces because somebody, I think, bought the company and is building phones under the, the old brand name. But um, I don't think they're that interesting to me anymore. I think that ship has long sailed and set the sky and just disappeared. Um, the QWERTY phone is not dead. There is still a demand for it. The Titan Pocket was, I think, completely backed financially within half an hour, if I'm not mistaken. So that was fast. You know, there's a demand. There are people who want them. But is it possible to make a, a real phone? Well, I should be careful with that term. Not a real phone, but is it possible to make a BlackBerry device to get it hyped up so bad so high that people worldwide are interested to buy this in their local shop or to buy it from Amazon directly or wherever they, they, they get their fix from, right? And that's a huge question. I personally have to say no. I think there's potential, yes, of course. Um, like I said, there are people who would wish for an awesome keyboard phone if it actually did what, what, what it was supposed to. But with the reputation of some manufacturers that we have today, I mean, look at what happened. LG is not producing phones anymore. Sony announced they're not producing phones anymore. So what do you have? You got Chinese brands. I'm not saying that they're all bad. We had this debacle with uh, Huawei. I still have trouble pronouncing that. Um, Xiaomi is doing quite well, even though they have um, currently... A cracked image because of the same accusation of spying on people. I don't believe that to be completely true because the whole the whole truth is that everyone is spying on anybody. Okay, there is no privacy anymore. That that doesn't exist. It probably existed sometime before that, when some phones and some versions of BlackBerry were still super secure, but. Um, BBM, for example, that messaging service that was created by BlackBerry that was never that secure. BBM was bullshit. Okay, I never received so much spam in my life over BBM than with Skype or WhatsApp or Facebook. It's, it's true. I had Indian salesmen on my phone through BBM. They found me somehow, I don't know, and they tried to sell me bullshit. It was unbelievable. I never experienced anything like this on any other, other device, only on a BlackBerry phone, while everything else was working just fine. So I just deactivated and deinstalled BBM, so I'm not going to use that ever again. Mm. It's almost empty, so bear with me. Not that anybody cares, right, about about the fucking shit that... that um, these 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 people are trying to sell you. I mean, I'm not going to fall for some Indian salesman. I, I have nothing against India, but the scam artists over there, I mean, they're like, God, they're like flies. They never go away. <laughs> it's embarrassing. 
and terrible at the same time. But it's a different topic. I don't want to dwell on that too long. I'd like to carry on with uh, some final words. Um, I think there is potential. But how to make consumers and customers interested to risk their money into a device that a company has created that doesn't exist that long and be willing to invest money for a high-end device with a keyboard. I mean, how far do you have to go? Other companies have tried this just the same. At the tip of, of my, on, on the top of my head, or the tip of my head? No, wait. What's the proper way to say that? I cannot give you <laughs> specific model names. I used to look at these devices and was thinking, should I buy one, yes or no? There is a company out there producing a real mechanical keyboard on a microscopic scale that is maybe as wide as the phone is and you can just, you know, use it like a miniature laptop and it behaves like one. Um, it's awesome by design, but what I've read, this phone is not really worth using. It's not something that a normal customer, an everyday customer would use. But a BlackBerry is a bit different. It's not designed to be a chunk of, you know, cyberspace technology phone or anything like that. It's not to, designed to be a communicator replacement from the old Nokia days. It's supposed to be its own thing, a brick with a few buttons that give you access to everything you want to type on. And that's it. It's a communication device that is supposed to be simple to use and fast. And as far as I can remember, all of my BlackBerry devices were actually fast. None of them were slow. The operating system, BBM, uh, not BBM, sorry, BB10, was the best they actually developed. So I had good memories. I have good memories of those times. Just BBM sucked, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, just to, uh, as a side note, when Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone, which became because of his marketing, and uh, in general, his ideas were quite good, but, you know, it took a couple of years and a few models in the future to make BlackBerry uh, seem to understand that they were losing the battle. A lot faster than they expected, I suppose. And with their naive thinking and arrogant behavior, they thought they could still, you know, be present and relevant in the market if they just stick to their uh, business theme and business model of customers and phones. No, it doesn't work that way. Anybody with a little bit of hindsight would have would have seen and known the potential of this kind of phone and, and the playful gimmick that it was selling to you by being premium on one hand and being just a toy on the other. I mean, come on, it's, it's, I don't want to say that I, I know it all and all that kind of crap, but I think anyone who had some knowledge of all this stuff could see where this trend was developing to and how much potential the iPhone actually had. And if BlackBerry were too blind to understand that, to incorporate these ideas into their own and started way too late to actually do that, then I am sorry, but they had to die. You know, that's just their own fucking fault. Same goes for, for uh, Nokia. 
their bullshit and their symbian operating system, it was a fucking joke. Of course it was stable. You know why? Because it wasn't running very very uh, heavy stuff. This wasn't a smartphone. It was the beginning of the smartphones that we know today. It wasn't anything that you could compare to an Android device or the capability of any other device that was hitting the market afterwards. You know, Nokia had a really tough time actually competing with these people because the market showed what the people wanted and the people wanted to have more freedom in their multimedia world a screen a finger a thumb and start you know flicking through fucking pages they use their phones for porn they use them for selfies for for social media bullshit for games all that nonsense then what happened well nokia pretty much gave up they thought by keeping phones individual by design, that they would still succeed. They didn't. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, but I think everybody deserves what's coming to them. I mean, BlackBerry uh, showed pretty well that they didn't give a fuck about the customers back then. They really didn't. Their customer service is really just lousy. Even today, which might be the reason why onward mobility is taking so long. I think, I don't know for sure, it's just an assumption of mine that it might have something to do with the lack of communication with BlackBerry and maybe not being able to deliver on time or, you know, staying to their promise or contract agreement. I don't know, but I assume it has something to do with that. Well... That's all for today. I think I, I think I should stop talking about this kind of stuff. It's I'm almost one and a half hours in the subject. I'd like to talk longer about stuff, but my mouth is dry and I need water instead of wine, I suppose. Hmm. It still is this uh, cheap but delicious wine, Le Filou. <laughs> I tried a Greek one, which tasted um, slightly better, but I couldn't buy it anymore. It was sold out. I got to wait for, uh, I don't know, maybe the following weekend or something. I get a few new bottles. Of, maybe I do have an alcohol problem. Maybe. Just maybe. I'm, I don't think so. I, I, I see myself as a professional, <laughs> but I could be wrong. Anyway, um... I am an excited, still excited, keyboard phone user. I, I love these devices. I think um, I think they should stay. I'm just used to typing on these things for so many years now that I do miss having buttons in general if I would jump completely to a slab glass phone. And I am... I'm not happy with that. Not really. So I'm giving Unihertz... As many chances as I need to get a working device that I can use every day for anything that comes to mind. Just basic communication, really. Just something that makes me feel comfortable. And um, looking forward to what Onward Mobility is going to bring out. If they will bring out anything at all. Like I said, some people claim they have actually seen the phone. And I hope that we will finally see what that new... Uh, revolutionary design is supposed to be about. And that's what they promised us we're going to see. 
So let's wait a little longer and see what happens. I guess we're going to see something at the end of the year. If they can actually deliver something at all, that will be a target worth mentioning because, you know, Christmas, Black Friday could be useful. But yeah, some time is running out. We're already mid-October and we haven't seen shit. Until then, I'll be playing around with Unihertz, maybe with one of my old Blackberries. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Maybe just shove them up my ass and dance a little bit. I don't know. But um, I don't want to give that up. I do not want to give up <laughs> the keyboard. I love it too much. If you love this kind of stuff yourself, if you like keyboard phones and you're looking forward to buy one, let me tell you, skip the old BlackBerry models completely. Uh, BBM is no good. I'm sorry, but that shit is dead. It's not supported anymore. You might be able to, to make these phones run somehow, but I am not sure if your carrier can actually deal with these phones. If maybe you might be better off buying at least an Android device. Um, you should not choose, in my opinion, you should not buy anything of the Key 1 or Key 2 series. That th Those days are over. These phones are being not being supported anymore. I doubt we're going to see any updates in the future anyway, since uh, these phones have reached a three-year cycle anyway. So all you have left, if you want something that is working quite well, the tactility of the keyboard of the Titan Pocket is twice as good as what the Titan actually delivers here. The Titan is water resistant. The Titan Pocket is not. Therefore, the keyboard is a bit more, a lot more tactile, I think. It's a bit more clicky than what the Titan currently de uh, delivers. If water resistance is a must for you, then... If you don't mind the size and the weight of the Titan Beast, then you can get a Titan, of course. Um, I don't mind the weight that much. I got used to it. But I'd like to have a smaller device to make it fit in a pocket a bit more, a bit better. And I'd like to attach it to my bicycle. Uh, I don't think I need a huge phone like that on my bike to tour around or anything. I think the smaller one might be more practical. So I'm sticking to that. Um, if, like I said, if you're interested in a keyboard device right now, you will not find anything better or more modern than the Titan and the Titan Pocket. The, the camera seems to be, at least from my last test with the Titan Pocket that I just briefly used outside because, you know, uh, cell reception and data transmission was fine, but using Wi-Fi was terrible. Um, I hope that's going to change when I get my second device. And I used the camera and, you know, played around a little bit, made some, some snapshots of the outside world. And I think the camera is, from my standards, from my needs, completely suffice. I don't think I need a better camera. If I want one, I'll buy one or pull out my old Sony. You know, that's a pretty tr uh, trusty camera that, that I like using. Where was I anyway? I'm losing my mind here. I always hear something in the background. I just, I killed a mouse recently. I was right. I was recording and I had to start over and um, there was a mouse in my fireplace and I, I had to destroy it, unfortunately. 
Um, I got fed up. I'm sorry. I can't have mice in my apartment. I, they have to leave. It's not like I'm going to build a zoo in here. And um, you never know what kind of disease they might contract. So <laughs> I had to get rid of them. The first one I captured and threw out. The second one I had to uh, lay a traditional mousetrap and just... I got it instantly. I'm not joking. I just... I, I, set, I set down the trap with a chunk of peanut butter. And not 60 seconds later, I kid you not, I'm not joking, it's not, I'm not making this up, but not even 60 seconds later, that son of a bitch ran right into the mousetrap because it wanted the peanut butter so bad. But it died fast, it died painlessly, I think, and uh, it made a mess, but what can you do, huh? It's my home, Jesus, I live here, not you, you sucker. I think I'm going to get more visitors when it comes to mice, especially during this time of year. Um, they try to look for shelter and warmth and all that. I understand. But why does it have to be my apartment? Just because I live in a basement? Look for a fucking hotel, please. Uh, anyway, back to the phones, right? Yeah, with the... Um, like I said, if you're interested in trying something out, the Unihertz Titan and Titan Pocket are your best choice from my perspective. Do not buy the older BlackBerry models. I don't think they're worth their money anymore. If you have to pay more than 200 bucks for them, forget it. Don't do it. It's a waste of money, in my opinion. Um, if you really are a diehard fan and you want to have a real BlackBerry model, a real full-fledged, high-quality keyboard with high-spec phone, uh, high specs in the phone, yeah, you have to take a leap of faith and hope and hope and hope that Onward Mobility is not going to disappoint and that they will deliver. All the other manufacturers out there with their so-called miniature laptop phones, I wouldn't buy them even if my life would depend on them. It's not worth investing your money. These people, they're experimental phones. They're not made for everyday usage. I'm completely convinced of that. They might be interesting gadgets and toys, and for a diehard freak and geek, that person might be able to afford one without breaking a sweat. But for me, it's like not only a waste of money, but a waste of time. I wouldn't want to invest in, some, in something like that. Rather, in a company that is trying to copy and modernize the old traditional way the Blackberries were developed and bring something new to the market, fresh, but still usable. So that's still an option. And I'm not making advertisement for, for Unihertz. I'm just saying the fact. I'm just stating the obvious. If you're interested, this is currently the way to go. I'm sorry. Buying old BlackBerry phones is useless. You might, you might be able to make a phone call you might be able to use it with your carrier. On T-Mobile, depending on where you are in the world, I think it might work. I think 3G is still available in Germany because LTE is not receivable everywhere. Germany has a huge problem when it comes to nationwide reception, which is a fact. In my area here, outside of the country, yeah, there is almost nothing. 
okay? I really have in, in directly at my home. I have to move around a little bit. I have no cell reception. I'm in the middle of the fucking desert, so to speak. But my Wi-Fi works fine. So if the phone doesn't do Wi-Fi very well, I can't use it. So that being said, um, that's the only issue I have with my private life so far. Uh, anyway, um, I enjoy this topic quite a lot, actually. I'm, I'm very... I'm happy that there's still a demand for phones like this in the world and that we might see something new at the horizon. And if, um, if Unihertz is still kind of successful with uh, Titan Pocket, who knows what the third phone might be? If, if there will be a third phone at all, which uh, I am confident they will try one more. Because currently they don't have that that bad of a reputation, you know. Not all reviews on on Amazon and other uh, shops and stores are realistic or fair, to be honest. Um, you can choose for yourself if you want to risk it and buy and buying one of these devices. I think the Titan currently uh, might cost around three hundred something at Amazon, at least in in, in Europe and. Um, it is a lot of money for a lot of folks. I understand that. I totally do. If I'd be a bit more tight on my budget, because you know, because of my current investment, I just bought a fucking new car that I almost trashed recently. So, yeah, of course, money is an issue. I don't like spending too much money on a fucking phone, but you know, um, if if your if your budget is tight and you don't want to spend that much money, then still look for the Unihertz uh, Titan if you need buttons. I think it's still a good option. Um, or if not, and you just want to hear me talk about keyboards because I I am crazy or something, then, well, good for you. Uh, anyway, that's all for today. I'm, I've been talking way than enough, way than long enough. I'm not sure if I'm going to upload this stuff today. I might edit uh, a certain portion out, maybe, maybe not. I wish you all the best. I hope you're doing doing fine. I hope you're healthy. Um, I hope you're enjoying your life as much as you can. And um, I'm tired. I got to go to bed. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys, even though nobody's been answering my questions. <laughs> Nobody wants to reach out to me. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um... Yeah, that's all. Um, I hope you're. Um, I hope to see you soon, or I hope to see you listening to me soon. Take care of each other and uh, buy a phone, <laughs> or don't. I don't know. Just uh, hang in there, guys. Better times are coming for sure. Um, any last words? Let me think. Do, 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 do. I watched the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Great action flick. I was I was heavily surprised. Watch this movie. If you like John Wick, this might be something for you. That's all I'm going to say for today. Hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope I didn't bore you too much. Stay happy, stay healthy, and see you next time. Bye-bye.